Welcome to season two of Gold Camp. If you've been with us since season one, thank you so much. Not only here in the U.S., but all around the globe. It's time now to get after our very best outcomes. It's a new year, a new decade, and nothing's going to be different unless you make dramatic changes. Look forward to more inspirational guests, more insights on goal setting and goal achievement. You know the story. 30 years ago, I was living random. I was frustrated and I started to work towards a methodology and it took 30 years for me to polish and refine the steps it takes to become effective at not only setting goals but achieving goals. Welcome to the campgrounds. This is Goal Camp. Today we've got a special guest, Princess Teria Grace. <laughs> I'm super excited to talk with you today. I am doing awesome. I've been following you for many years and we had a conversation several years ago. I have just been intrigued by your journey. I wanted you to come and talk to folks about how you have persisted and how you've prevailed. I am a real princess. I'm married into a royal family uh, because my husband is a prince in Nigeria. And so that's where the princess comes from. And I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm like a small Midwestern from St. Louis, Missouri. Always had a dream in my heart. Really, before rapping and singing, I was just wanting to be a famous dancer. And so what brought me to Chicago and even us to meet was I was I moved to Chicago to go to Columbia College. Now, as a student at Columbia College, I'm like, well, I want to be a dancer. I'm going to study dance. That was my focus. But then I opened up my horizons more and I said, you know what? You know, you might as well pursue music and acting, too. So I, I changed it to musical theater. Didn't get a chance to finish school because of finances. So I said, well, I'm not going to go back to St. Louis. There's nothing there. Might as well just what? Continue pursuing my dreams. Um, I would audition with different rappers and was their backup dancer as they were rapping. So it's like that journey of just being a backup dancer actually prepared me for me being in the front. And I was always around rappers. So the gift of rapping just was just something natural to me. Even when I was 16, I used to just rap, come up with rap. And when I, I gave my life to Jesus Christ at the age of 19, it was actually at Columbia College, had a Christian Bible campus, like Bible study on campus, which was really dope. It was amazing. Like colleges don't really don't have that, but they did. And um, I started studying the Bible, got excited about God, learned about what Jesus did, you know, die for our sins. And then I gave my life to him. And from there, I got baptized. And from being baptized, I renewed my mind with the word. Now, things didn't change for me drastically. It was just a gradual change. So during this process, I, I, I really love praying a lot. I love talking to God and just communing with him and, and trying to develop an intimacy with him by praying a lot. So that's one thing that did change. And then from there, I transitioned from that church to a different church. Once I got into this new church, there was a friend of mine that I met. I, I met him at Columbia College and we reunited. And then he was telling me how he make all these cool beats like production beats, hip hop beats. He let me listen to it. And as soon as I was with him, uh, he was playing the beat off his phone and he just started freestyling as a group after we had Bible, after we had church. And then I got in there and I'm like, yo, it was like a cypher. I'm like, yo, I want to get in there. So I just start rapping, like freestyling my, my Lameda rap about God. So we started our first rap group, Christian rap group together. Me and Chris were like brothers and sisters. And the rap out of me, Derek, oh my God, it just came like water. Because I was getting fed so much spiritually, 
that music was already in me and just didn't get an opportunity to express itself because I grew up in the hip-hop generation. Anyway, some of my influences was Bone Thugs and Harmony. Of course, Tupac, Biggie Smalls, they were some of my influences, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and then um, a Master P. So that generation was, and I guess that was more like 90s generation, so you know how old I am. <laughs> so anyway, um, from that, um, from me being able to express myself musically, because that all that hip-hop was already in me. And like I said, I, I did rap when I was 16, but it was just nonsense. I'm T-Murder. I was trying to be part of one of the thugs. And that's what, when you're young, it's like you just want to do what's cool. So you want to add yourself to whatever the cool, popular thing is at that time. And so I just like, yo, I'm T-Murder, you know. And I'm like, I never murdered nobody, you know. <laughs> During that time of my life, you know, start evolving into this new person. Um, I was hanging around, you know, a lot of new uh, deep believers, and they was always telling me about their encounter with God. Like, oh, I had an encounter with God. I had an encounter with God. So one night I stayed up all night crying out to him and asking him to come visit me. And I gave him examples. I, I even read in the Bible how, you know, he visited Apostle Paul, who killed all the other Christians, how he visited even the, um, the, the disciples, when they thought he was dead, you know, Mary. But I, I was basically travailing for a long time and crying out to him for hours, honestly, hours. And this was late at night. And it's when I lived by myself um, before I got married. And God came and visited me. He literally came down and visited me. And it was, like they say, like a Russian wind. <laughs> like, I knew it was him because I couldn't get up. His glory was so, uh, so heavy. He filled my house. And he filled the room and I was on my knees and um, I was just weeping and screaming. Um, he just said, look in the mirror. When I looked in the mirror, I had a real big mirror in my bathroom. And he said, look, and in the mirror, it wasn't, it was this, it was like a crowd, a long, big crowd of people uh, worshiping God. And there was one, uh, you know, lady uh, leading all the people to um, salvation, delivering, praying. It was just uh beautiful like a revival happening anyway I looked and the lady was me and I couldn't believe it so I broke down even more and I kind of just had the vision and then I, I did write it down once he showed it to me um I got a huge vision board and then I wrote that vision down God said what do you want Taria and I didn't ask for a husband <laughs> I surely didn't ask for no career because I I didn't even know what that was I just said God I just want my destiny all I want is my destiny and um, God answered me, and then from that, boom, I start meeting my desk. I start meeting desk. God start connecting me with destiny helpers. He start connecting me with people to help me fulfill my destiny. And I believe that's important because um, you have to like be connected to the right people, so then you are directed and have the right counsel and the right voices um, that you need to meet and connect with. Like you said. I like what you said. This didn't all just happen. This has been a, a long process and a journey uh, for a long time. It's not like, boom, this just happened. I had to go through these processes. After I asked God for my destiny, my next thing that I wanted to do was travel to Africa because I always wanted to go to Africa. That was always a big dream of mine. And when I went there, that's how I met my husband. And my husband's one of the pastors out there and I was out there. Make a long story short, for two weeks, and my husband proposed to me, and then I proposed, and we got married, and he was part of my destiny, so he's one of my destiny helpers. 
So then once we got married and then I moved to from Chicago. Yeah. And then I moved to Africa. I moved to Nigeria. And so this small girl in America in St. Louis, Missouri, from St. Louis, Chicago. Now I'm international. I'm going all the way to Africa. Now, when I went to Africa for the first time, I was able to minister, you know, using my gifts. So I, I was rapping, singing, dancing, just having the time of my life. It was one of the best. One I liked. It was honestly one of the best times in my life because I was able to use all my gifts and talents for the Lord. After getting married, I was kind of hiding my dream and hiding myself because I was like, oh, you know, it's not about me no more. I'm married now. I have. I'm about to be a mother. It's all about my husband. It's all about my son. And that's why I put my dream to the side. And I stopped really, I was just about to basically give up my, uh, my, my, my destiny. And so when we had our second child, we, I lost that child. And that child, that really devastated me. And it really made me want to leave, you know, Africa. It made me want to leave Nigeria because I was just like, man, I need to heal. I need to heal from this horrible loss. It was devastating. From that death, it birthed so many new things in me that I didn't even know was in me. Number one, it birthed a new prayer line. I, I birthed a new prayer line called Miracle Divine Destiny Prayer Line that I named after my son that passed away. And then I birthed a, an album. I birthed my, this is my third album. It was called, it's called Due Season. I birthed that album after the death of this child. And um, and I wrote a song dedicated to my son. It's called When Women Pray Miracles Happen. And so the third album called Due Season, that got birthed during that, uh, during that time. I lost my beautiful son, Miracle. And he was actually a miracle to me because once he died, he rebirthed my dream. I've experienced real life issues and I had to really depend on God and uh, come back to where he wanted me to be. So that death actually was a wake up call for me to come back to the calling of, that he put on my life. And that opened up for me to start back going to the studio, you know, working with different producers and coming up with a strategy that we were talking about, finding out, okay, what is it that people like about you so that you have a plan that works so that you win in this industry because you've been doing it for a long time do songs that really connect to people. And one of the verses in the song is I said, um, you're a miracle. Yes, you're a miracle. You almost died, but you're alive. You're a miracle. And a lot of us have been in that place where we, where we feel like we're about to die or we have died maybe spiritually or emotionally, or maybe our dreams die. Like my dream was, was literally about to die, but because of that death, God resurrected me. I could have died in that pregnancy, but I didn't. My baby died. So Instead of me dying, God let the, the baby die. And then what did God do? He re resurrected me in his relationship, which was so awesome. He like renewed me all over again. And then he gave me a new album. I released a new album that same year. I went back to Africa that same year. I ministered. I mean, it was just amazing that same year. All this happened. It's been a long process. It was a transition for you. And the new thing that God was doing was with me was he was showing me like people was also praying for me. And so they were praying that, you know, the, the will and the calling that God put in me just was to start manifesting. He was also praying, you know, let God give me new songs and just a new sound that he's doing. it. And I even noticed my voice and the sound. There's like a new sound. One day this guy called, <laughs> this prophet called named Jerry. And he was like, 
excuse me. He's like, oh, I'm going to be in Indiana. Um, thank you so much for praying with me. And then he started prophesying over everybody. He's like, if you want to come and, you know, sing in Indiana while I minister, you're welcome to come. So I went to Indiana and I just, uh, I recorded a new song. It's called Due Season. I did that song in Indiana before he came out. And uh, we just met over the prayer line and then we met in person at, at his event in Indiana. Cause you know, Indiana's not far from Chicago. So I drove there, met him, performed. And after I was done ministering, this total stranger, another stranger, which she was still a stranger, so, but he was really nice. But she said, you know what? God told me to um, connect you with my, my nephew. He's a producer. And then, um, he, but God said, you know, he's going to help you and I'm going to connect you guys. And, yeah, he's going to really help you. So she connected me with her um, producer named Steve Hall, who was an amazing producer. He has this awesome studio. It's it's in um, South Holland, Illinois. And because I travel, I didn't mind. Like, it's an hour drive from my house. But I'm like, you know what? If I travel away to Africa for my destiny, I'll travel an hour to, you know, for my destiny to the studio. So I went, I, we, I, we connected. First, he wanted to see me, min he wanted to see me performing, see how, my voices and just see see me live so I, I was invited to another place to sing he was there he heard me sing and he was like okay yeah yeah I can see your, uh, your style yeah you sound really good he said you actually a better singer than rap he said I can see you singing more than rapping and um usually I never heard that people usually say oh you're a better rapper than singer so it was cool to hear him you know want to bring out more that uh, singer out of me so I went to the studio and we recorded the song I wrote about my song and uh, working with him. He was just encouraging me to um, just have a strategy, you know, come up with a plan that's working. You know, some of these artists like um, like Chance the Rapper, who's who's here in Chicago, you know, what is he doing? And he was just encouraging me. Just look at some of these successful artists who have made it and just follow and learn from them and follow that same path. I was ready. I was ready to come forth and <laughs> I was ready. And, you know, I was so excited and I really wanted it. I was so driven. And the first place that I really got to taste my, my new album was Nigeria. So as soon as I dropped the album, I went straight back to Nigeria, dropped the album. They freaked out over it. Oh my God. They went crazy. They went crazy. And the momentum was building. It was, the momentum was really big and it was really high. And then, um, then from there I went to, I came back to us and the momentum had to like start back up again because what happens is I was working with people here and it's like, Oh, if you're gone for too long, you have to just, you know, rekindle that fire again. So I just had to come back to rekindle the fire. I met this uh, one producer. He worked for all these like major labels, Capitol Records, because I let him hear my music, the album that I had already. And he was just like, he didn't say, I only like three songs out of your album. And out of your album, he was like this. He was just very discouraging. He was like, this won't sell and blah, blah, blah. And so I went to the bathroom and I like cried. And I was just like, God you called me to this and I said I'm not I'm not going to not say Jesus he was just saying you know could you make a song without saying Christ and I was just like I say I said I'm not going to bow from me traveling to Nashville a lot of opportunities opened up for me a record label wanted to sign me I got signed to his record label 
which was the worst decision I made. I thought it was a good one, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Honestly, they was like, oh, you can do. They was like, you can't be on YouTube. You can't do Facebook Live. They was just telling me I couldn't really promote and do anything. And I'm like, well, why am I with you guys? I'm not doing anything. So a whole year, like my whole year of 2018, after releasing my new album, they didn't do anything with it. So the record label ended up dropping me, which I'm so glad they did because once they dropped me, it was like I was free, you know, because basically un being under contracts, especially if you're not signed with the right people, it's like they're, you're under agreement. But then they called me back and was like, hey, I want to, I want to uh, work back with you. I just like, no, 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 no. It, you know, that door is closed. I already experienced it with you guys. So when someone lets you go, that's not the time for you to quit or to give up. Not that you're the problem, but maybe it's just, it just wasn't God. You know, it wasn't what you were supposed to do. And so it's really a blessing. You know, it's been teaching me that God wants me to probably be my own boss so I can work for myself because I have a very free spirit. This new album, My Worship Diaries, God just worked it out. And now I'm just promoting it. So My Worship Diaries, um, the inspiration for the song is, is like a more intimate you know, side of just like another side of me, you know, going deeper and more intimate with God, expressing like my heart. One of the songs that I, I do on the album is called Holy Spirit, You're Welcome Here. Oh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Uh, uh, hey yo, hey yo, we need your presence, Lord. We need it desperately. We hungry for the move of God and moving rapidly. We bring revival back. We saving many souls. We hungry for the move of God. We got to let it go. We need your presence, Lord. We need it desperately. We hungry for the move of God moving rapidly. We're bringing revival back. We're saving many souls. We hungry for the move of God. We got to let it go. So, yeah, that's a little sample of it. Really um, showcases your talent for singing and the rap game. I love it. I love it so much. What a tremendous story of courage, fortitude, persistence, never giving up. We'll see you next time on the campgrounds. Thanks for listening to Gold Camp. All the resources from this episode can be found on my website at DerekSeelot.com forward slash Gold Camp. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Derek C. Lott. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Achieving your goals is not something that you can do alone. Find a partner that can keep you accountable. Looking forward to the next episode. Until next time, this is your camp director, Derek C. Lott, signing off.